Hello, hello, and welcome. What up, what up? This is Post Hump Day, the PhD podcast. I'm Tommy DeSalt. I'm Kellen King. It comes out every Thursday. Thursday. Every Thursday. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I had a message the other day. <laughs> Somebody was uh, wanting us to use a free trial of their software, and they were saying, took me a minute on the whole PhD thing. It makes you think. But super clever. Yeah, um, I mean, I've I've seen you like uh, when we have like you were in a live one time and people were like talking to you. <laughs> I saw the wheels turning when they're like post hump day. Oh, yeah. that's so that's clever. That's my so my, clever. my favorite is is uh, she goes by Granny. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> she was like post post humpy <laughs> post hump day. Yeah, it's a it's what a cigarette's called. It's a post humpy. You have a <laughs> you have a cigarette after a post humpy. <laughs> Um, Tommy, so the Stars, your favorite, oh, is it man. your favorite Dallas team or your favorite like DFW team or would you say the Cowboys are still there? Um, I'd say over the last few years, the Stars have taken over for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ranger games, um, I kind of fell out of going to. Mm. Cowboys games, I've only been to like one in my life. And yeah, they're more expensive for sure. Um. I tell you what, playoff hockey, there is nothing like playoff hockey. Yeah. Um, and the just environment, I mean, B and I have gotten to go to um, several games this year, uh-huh. been fortunate, and went to um playoff game recently. Um, that was just insane. Uh, game one, that right? It was game one yeah, um, through the series against the Wild, uh, which – Stars took that series mm-hmm. in six, um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. But uh, overall, um, I'll tell you the some of the like announcers, for example, I just I grew up listening to. Yeah, um, and, and one in particular, it goes by uh, Razor. Hell is, yeah, that's what they call him, and he's hilarious. Is he is he super sharp? Uh, yeah, yeah, very. He's very, very sharp, very yeah. quick witted. Mm-hmm. Uh, got one liners for days. But um, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Was um, the the game that B and I went to last was in seats that we don't normally sit in. Okay. So uh, it was on the platinum level. Um, we had gotten some tickets from a, a friend who couldn't make it. Isn't that the best? Yeah. yeah, well, t- uh, you know what? We'll help you out. We'll go instead. <laughs> so, it, well, it was kind of first come, first you know, serve, so yeah. we, we we got lucky there. But, um, so, yeah, um, I I had fucked up trying to find the seats. So we went all the way to the third floor um, because there wasn't an escalator. Long story, they were broken, and then we went around. We went up to the third floor. Had to get on an elevator, which was funny. Uh, B was dancing and singing. She was singing Elvis. Um, the ladies on the elevator loved her. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, the ladies on the elevator, they were talking like you know they worked there forever. And they were like, oh, okay. "Man, Matt's got the AC on high tonight." Like, <laughs> it's just like pretty funny. But um, yeah, so then we come off the elevator. We're walking. We're trying to find our seats, and as we're walking. Um, we pass where there's some production booths and, uh, lo and behold, guess who walks out? Razor. (laughs) Razor. So as he walks out, he, 
just, I mean, right next to us. And there's, there's just a crowd of people. So there's only about room for three people wide to be, yeah. to be walking together at the same pace. Okay. So he's walking right next to us, the same direction we're going. Um, this lady's walking opposite direction of us. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to give B, and I, I, she, to her credit, knew who he was. Yeah. Saw him, but, I didn't know if that had fully like clicked. Yeah. Right. And you can't say anything when the guy's right next to you. Oh, A B. Yeah. So I'm kind of doing the the nod. Yeah. You know. And then we're walking, and this lady uh, walking opposite of us, she's like, "I love you guys." And, and B says she was joking. She was joking, <laughs> but she said it loud enough that. Um, she said, was she talking, was she talking to us? <laughs> like just playing it off, you know? Yeah. And then not three steps later, uh, Razor was turning to go into the restroom. And as he's like, finally not facing our direction, I look at him and he'd been holding in this chuckle, man. He That's just started funny. laughing once he walked in. But, uh, it, it was one of those moments that was like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what he looks like. Yeah. Like, um. You know, I listen to a lot of cowboy stuff too uh, on the radio. I wouldn't know what any of those guys look like. Maybe Babe Laughlin, that's the only one, but like Yeah. Uh I would Razor's I'm so, like six eight. He's really a, he's, he's a big huge. guy. Did he's he play guy. hockey or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. I uh, how would I like I was supposed to say, I wouldn't know how what he looked like. Like I wouldn't know if I was walking next He's to him. uh he's distinct. Um yeah. he's I mean, yeah. He's a big guy. Um and Really, I mean, um, I'd never seen him like in person or been right next to him. So yeah. I don't realize, you know, so these hockey players, how big a lot of them are. He was are. probably he, going to the bathroom. I mean, you got to be, especially for hockey, playoff hockey, <laughs> you got to be alert and like talking a million miles per hour. Oh, yeah. You probably know what he was doing in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I don't, I'm Shotgunning just, a Red Bull. Yeah, yeah okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 Uh, dude, his one liners are. Well, you, you know what? We need to do a future segment where we really dive in. Yeah. Um, but we need to do that justice. I'll tell you that one of the funniest ones I heard most recent um, was a couple of games ago. Um, we had a player that just laid out for the puck uh-huh. on the ice, took one right in the chest, and he said, like a kitty down on a ball of yarn. Mm-hmm. He just really attacked that. You know, puck. I'm a sucker for imagery. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love him. Yeah, so. you just your mind goes there. You you picture the kitty. Yeah, it might be like a calico cat. Yeah, you, oh, you get yeah. it. You can see it in your mind now. Oh, yeah. definitely. But yeah, I mean, he really. Uh, if you, for the auditory folks, even if you're not watching the game, he will paint you a very pretty picture of what's going on. Yeah, and it's so humorous, but so serious and, and intense at the same time. Um, I'll tell you the other thing though is B and I have gotten to sit in three different sections throughout this this season. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, one section right behind um, the the opposing goal okay. for two periods. So we get yeah. to see a lot of action there. It's four rows up behind the glass. Um, pretty sweet spot. You feel like you're in the game half the time. Yeah. Um, the other section we sat in was um, 312, which was uh, – it was up there. Third floor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Third, third floor. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and they're not just random numbers. They yeah, they make yeah, sense. They okay. do make sense. Okay. But I tell you, in three twelve, um, as high as you are up there, the perception of 
how high the puck is off the ice is crazy. Like you don't yeah. actually know if it was like goal level or going to be up in that glass. So it was a little different, but that section was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I think you should touch on the different personalities of the sections yeah, that we sat yeah. in. So the, they were enjoyable. All uh, of them. So 312, I mean, uh, <laughs> we were not two minutes into the game. And B and I looked at each other and we we're like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's great. there was this old guy. I mean, when I say old, he had to be in his 70s. Yeah. Um, and he Shout was. Shout out mom and dad. What's up, guys? He'd had a couple post humpies that day for Hell sure. Yeah. He, uh, he was feeling good. And he stands up. And I mean, the whole vibe was like, we fuck. Yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> it's probably a and they were for chanting for their own section, like basically as if if you had never three twelve. Let's yeah. go three twelve. If, if you had never, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like if you'd never sat in three twelve, they were introducing you to the live action. That's dope. It was like what a the, frat. Yeah, that's badass. They're like, oh, they don't know about three <laughs> twelve. Yeah, so that's fucking. I was sick. like, are we at a stars game or a three twelve <laughs> game? Yeah. Uh, but dude, it was so much fun and it got rowdy. It got real rowdy. Um, and there was a couple like was the kind of pretentious fucks that were sitting is, right below us. Was 311 just like a bunch of just like post rock fans? <laughs> there you go. Yellow is the color of your energy. <laughs> yeah. oh. There you go. That so, was, like, right next door, good. you guys just a thanks, dude. Yeah, I like that reference. Thanks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, no one else stood a chance around us. <laughs> Uh, so that game was a lot of fun. Um, and then we sat in, um, I guess it was 201. It's like the Platinum. Uh, platinum. Yeah. Um, it's right across from the... Let me guess. Second floor? Yeah, yeah, there okay. you go. Okay. There you I'm go. I'm catching on, I think. Uh, and pro tip, if you're ever at American Airlines Center, the quickest way to get there is to cut through the store. Um, mm. if you're on the escalator, you get off, just don't get on the second escalator going up. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, because then you're going to have to wait forever for on an elevator and walk around. They're going to talk about the AC. We, oh yeah. Well, that's fun too. You <laughs> like, you, you just make them happy in the elevator. I hate big groups of people walking on elevators or walking like after the, uh, Taylor Swift concert, everyone walking down, uh, AT&T stadium. Anxiety. It's just the worst. Yeah. Um, I showed you guys that video that of the walking down. Yeah. They're just all singing. Like probably half of them were crying, singing some Taylor songs, walking out. If, of, if you had uh, to guess energy. how many people were walking in that crowd singing? Um, probably 500. Oh, yeah, more than that. You think so? More than that. You think so? I mean, oh, that's a whole section. Okay. So, all right, fine. Uh, my first initial guess was 800, but I, yeah, whatever. There was a lot of people. You could just, it was a sea of people. Yeah. It was uh, like an episode of The Walking Dead, just them walking down, singing yeah. to like. It was a herd. Yeah, it, it was a herd. Was, it was wild. Um, But yeah, that's, I, I want to go, I still have not gone to a Stars game. And I know, I want to ask B, were you a Stars fan like before Tommy or was it more of just like you, I mean, everyone's a fan of the Stars, you know what I mean? Like I don't even watch hockey. And if someone was like, hey, like, do you like hockey? I'd be like, uh, yeah, go stars. You know what I mean? Like, but are you now like you like hockey or how does that relationship go with hockey now? I grew up uh, watching the stars. Oh, well, then the fuck me. Oh, then fuck me. I used to go to the Brahmas games a lot. And then we go to the stars games with my Dude, I God never brothers. get any credit. Don't worry. Um, hey, I've got she was- reignited my love for the stars for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. There's so much traffic going on. Yeah, so I we, just, I yeah. we, just, we have these windows open today because uh, the lighting just wasn't hitting. You know what I mean? It was hitting different. And so we had to... Uh, light. It wasn't slaying. It wasn't slaying. And so we had to uh, open the windows. But someone's having a block party outside. Yeah, it's, yeah there's a lot going on. it is very distracting for my brain and Tommy's brain and <sighs> B's brain. I see her looking over there every once in a while. Yeah. I don't see any t- towels, so I don't think there's a pool party or anything. But mm, yeah, it's getting that weather. Uh, though, it is. Sure. It is getting to be... You uh, were telling me um, you went to a doctor the other day. <laughs> for the... 50th time probably this month and last month and the month before that. If you guys don't know, Tommy's a little bit of a hypochondriac. Uh, period. Or maybe. Dude, I've had a lot happen. Uh, I've had a lot happen. Yeah. Um, I, I did a lot of hard living and I'm paying the price these days, but yeah. things are getting better. Things are good. Oh, um, it's a birthday party. I see a present. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's some wedding shower or something. Okay. Somebody made it another year. Yeah. Congratulations. There's kids coming out of this one, so maybe it's a kid's birthday party. We'll we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. But so Tommy was in a waiting room. Dude, way. I um yeah. Well, I put it this way. Some of my medical issues are like prominent in elderly people. Okay. So um, like we don't uh, need to get into all the details, but Oh, I was gonna speculate. Okay, you can speculate. <laughs> you can speculate. Okay, go ahead. Um I mean, we can get into the details. I just figured most people probably don't care that much. Sure. Um, but one of them is, um, you know, I've been to a urologist, which is common. Yeah. That's not exclusive to elderly, but there are a lot of old people. Yeah, I mean. Um, going to urologists. I would say if usually when I'm going to the waiting room, uh, lately, I mean, I haven't been in a while, but like a lot of them are older people. Yeah. They kind of hang um, out. Yeah, I've had I've had hernia surgery. Yeah. Um so I uh, did that. Um I've I've had all different just out of the blue things, right? Yeah. Um but uh so I was in an uh this was in a clinic um that also does um imaging. Um so there was, you know, people with with uh all different things, you know, I heard a conversation about cancer. Mm. Um you know, heard a conversation about, um, you know, and it's something that was unidentified causing a lot of stress. I mean, it was, it was an uptight environment, right? Like very serious setting. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and you know how those clinics and, and places can be, they can take a while. Yeah. You got your life magazines you can look at, you got your um, scholastic news. Or, yeah. You when know. they got a fr- refrigerator that's got all different drink selections, mm. um, you know, it could be a while. Yeah. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm texting B and just waiting. And then all of a sudden, um, the like lobby music, um, I'm like, this can't be happening. The song that comes on um, is a song that seemed least fitting to come on in this setting. It was Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Which maybe is most fitting. It's motivating. I will, yeah, I will give it uh, this. Um, Some heads started bobbing. (laughs) Maybe some motivation came out of of folks. But as I'm sitting there... I can't help but start tapping my foot. And I look up and there's this this guy who's probably close to 80. Mm-hmm. And he's got a little 
his neck's starting to bob a little. He's getting the head into it. And I look around and I was like, how I wish I, I didn't want to start videoing this, but it would have gone it would have gone big time for That's sure. That's cool. Um, but it was just so wild to hear Eye of the Tiger while people are like kind of getting yeah it changes the mood there's a song that always changes moods like in the waiting room for example like it's usually like jazz like you know what i mean like or like you know some Katy perry will be out there for whatever reason you yeah yeah and you're just like waiting um there's a song that happened one time we had uh i think one of my brothers was getting married i can't remember which one i think maybe the oldest one so it was a while ago um and you know we're dancing out on the dance floor or whatever and my uh great grandma She's no longer with us, but at the time, she was, like, in her 90s, right? R.I.P. And she's, like, hitting the dance floor, like, dancing. And the fucking DJ changed the song to uh, Staying Alive. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fucked up move, or is that funny? Yeah. See, that 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 would have been the only other song that came to mind yeah. that yeah. Yeah, would have come on. That I was like, oh, is but this happening? she was going off. I actually, uh, I was started, I, I asked her to go dance. I was like, hey, do you want to dance? Because she, like... She's she's still like thriving, you know. She was like, you know, a ninety year old queen kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we went to go dance, and I think uh, I think like my parents were worried, but then like then my dad danced with her, then my uncle danced with her, and it's like, okay, you guys are fucking. That was my thing. Like, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, there's a. I mean, I don't know. Is that a dick move from the DJ, or is that funny? I mean, it is funny. I thought it was funny. I mean. It's it's just a little fun poke. Yeah, a little fun poke. Yeah, yeah. But um, did she? I mean, so she stayed out. Yeah, did she stayed out for the whole song? I love it. Like, yeah, you gotta embrace it. We're yeah. just uh, we're just having a an we're experience. Just molecules and atoms just floating around in the uh, in the universe. There you go. Yeah. There you go, dude. I'm the this outside. It it's just getting packed, and I think I parked in a bad spot. Um, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of pink bows, so maybe it's like a wedding. I'm thinking it's a baby shower, but I don't know. Maybe it's a first birthday. Yeah, we're going to have to go oh, direct. spotted. Uh, there are Disney princesses taped to the front door. Oh, oh okay. So we got it. Uh, we're, mystery we're, solved. We're, Case closed. We're going to have to direct traffic pretty soon on break. Uh, it's uh, getting wild. Tommy, when we get back, you have, it just says fentanyl. Uh, are we going to take fentanyl? Or no, we, no, no, no fentanyl. We're not, we're not, we're, no. Um no, already, yeah. already did it. Um, no, I tell you what, it, it before is, I got over here, and <laughs> uh, it's been some years now. Yeah. Um, no, all joking aside, it is getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a recent uh bust in Fort Worth I want to talk about, yeah. Um, and I think that the mainstream has stayed away from it for over 10 years now, yeah, and you're just starting to see it more and more and more. And I kind of want to break it down because yeah. I don't think people realize this is not new. It's not new. I want to hear your your side of it, especially because uh, I hear about it sometimes in the news, and I I've never you know really experienced it. Uh, and like it's just like one of those hot button items. I think where like even I, I've had friends that have passed away from it. Yeah. You know? uh, but I want to hear your side of it. So uh, let's get into it. Sounds good. Amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> Dude, I'm so fucking dumb. Yeah, I said I think yellow. You got, and it was all yellow. Yeah. Uh, uh, who knows? Uh, amber is the color of yeah. your energy. 
which uh, uh, with the three eleven there. Amber alert, silver alerts. We got another alert. Sorry to make a joke, but we'll get into it. The there there is a big fentanyl problem that's been going on. Yeah, um, um, and I want to hear your perspective at it first of all. Uh, we, they, I do hear about it on the news quite a bit, honestly, but they don't talk about it to the degree of like, let's say, inflation, for example, or like when the gas prices were really high and they were talking about that for a long time. Yeah, they don't really talk about. Here's the thing. It's not one of those. I mean, they talk about uh, like you know school shootings a lot, which you know here or there depends on which side you want to talk about. But um, fentanyl, they don't they don't really hammer home the way that. Uh, well, you, you would expect it. I, I have yeah. some ideas of why, but I want to hear your reasoning. Um, yeah. First off, um, before anybody tries to spin this or take anything out of context, we're not a political podcast. No. Um, so forget about all the politics of it. And just to get down to the factual side of this, um, if you look at this whole epidemic, um, this goes back to really all the way to 06, 09 period. Okay. Um, because what you had going on were these huge pill mills. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's even a documentary about what was going on in Florida, right? So you had, and it was all over, what is the, it was all over the country. It For wasn't, those who don't know it, So it was these, these doctors that were prescribing... Oh, yeah. Just copious amounts um, right. of pills, okay, and namely opioids, right? Yeah. Uh, so opiates, um, you know, most people think heroin, right? Yeah. Well, I can tell you that, um, like Oxycontin, for example, mm-hmm. um, and then you had the OC80s, you had all these kind of the evolution of pills and what was brought in at excessive rates right and being prescribed because the profit on it was absurd yeah okay extreme profitability yeah um as the prices of pills went up supply and demand right um there was a shortage um at one point and then they started phasing out pills okay um so actually i remember being at osu Okay. And I remember um, vividly, I can tell you exactly where I was standing when somebody first told me um, that they couldn't get any. And this there was like a shortage. Is this a hospital and or is this a... No. no okay. That's no. what I was thinking. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing that. Now, at the time, I had hurt my collarbone. Okay. I fractured it, broke it. Um We've already told that story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Doing but, a backflip um, one of the two on a, a lawn and you just... But at a much it. smaller level, like, this was right before the technology of these computerized systems where they were really tracking prescriptions the same way, right? So, um, admittedly, I mean, I was getting prescriptions all over town for painkillers. And this, um, So you would go... For those, like, so you would go to a clinic or something and say, "Hey, uh, this is hurting," and they'd say, "Okay," and they'd prescribe it to you, and then you would go somewhere yeah. else, maybe even the same day, yeah, and say, "Hey, this is hurting," and they'd say, "Okay, here you go." So I actually got, um, I got, I got cut off <laughs> um, in Stillwater, um, but it was Walmart that actually caught it, um, put a flag on it. 
Um, now, I didn't get in any serious trouble. Yeah. But it was enough to be like, all right, they they got me. Like, yeah. All right. And now, this is at a singular level, but you look at what was happening outside of just the medical field of it was you had dealers with, you know, yeah. all these pills that they're getting through a supply that is, you know, either coming through these offices and some were legitimate, some were not. And they busted several. There's documentaries. Uh, there's one called The Pharmacist. Uh, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still out there. But anyways, I think it's important just to understand is the switch to heroin for a lot of people came when the pills were no longer yeah. available or they were just way too expensive was the main thing. And that's, uh, I want to just like stop for a second right there. A lot of these aren't people that were really like going out looking for these. At the, at the what, what starts happens is you have some type of injury for the most part. Like for uh, a lot of Americans or, you know, a lot of people in, in uh, other places as well, you have some type of injury and then you go get uh, prescribed these opioids and then when they run out, you know, I mean like you can, you can I've talked to people that have somehow not been addicted to them afterward and they're like, I can see like I, I had to kind of throw those away because yeah. like they, that would have, it would have been now I, I have never been yeah. prescribed them that in that way. I, I've always, I know I have an addictive personality and I know that I can't, fuck around with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so now I want to, I want to jump because this was right in line with, uh, what I'm talking about time period. And and for those of you, um, you know, I'm, I'm 32. So this was, um, my freshman and sophomore year into college is when this was all going on. Right. Um, now in 2010, China, um, was, the chemical form of, of fentanyl mm-hmm. was being basically shipped through Mexico. A lot cheaper. Um, so in Mexico is where this was like mass produced. Yeah. Okay. So it all started from the chemicals um, that create this into Mexico. Um, now from 2010, um, it was at a much smaller scale. Okay. Now, Throughout this period, I was in and out of rehabs. Um, I, my addiction was progressing um, at a wild rate. Um, matter of fact, like, my whole thing, my line in the sand was, I'm never going to shoot heroin. Yeah, never going to do a needle. Kind um, of thing. Yeah, and because it was like, oh, those are the, like, that was my line in the sand. That's the junkies. Um, that's kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's not that I saw myself any different or above it it was just um for a long time it was it was speed it was cocaine it was xanax it was pills it was painkillers but as long as mentally i didn't cross that line yeah i was gonna you know i've heard the same thing um yeah that didn't last so uh um and and i'll tell you is about the time that i crossed that line is when we, as a country, the overdose rates were skyrocketing. Yeah. Uh, so you look at 2016, it really pops. Um, the the whole fentanyl crisis um, is on the radar. Before that, it was occasional. Um, I was seeing, you know, 
a lot of different areas of the country because heroin, um, you know, comes in a couple of different forms, right? Um, you know, for, you know, Texas, a lot of that is black tar. Yeah. You hear black tar heroin. Um, and then if you're in other parts of the country. Is know, that the pure form of it's, heroin? It's, well, you know, if you look at, you know, the different uh, basically powder okay. uh, forms. So, um, so like usually white or yellowish. White. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then you look at, um, you know, the dealers and stepping on, you know, or basically with filler, cutting their product to yeah. make more money. Um, so it got to be where, you know, if somebody overdosed, everyone wanted that dealer's number because he's got the strongest shit in yeah. town, right? Which a lot of people don't even understand that. It's yeah. like, why would you call the that why would you want to find that and it's yeah. like well you're in a different mindset to because where, yeah. when you're doing this it gets to a point where you're really not you know getting high you're chasing the dragon like they yeah. say um but it's just to stay well yeah essentially when you're past that point you want the strongest you can get because that means it's gonna push it a little bit farther you can yeah exactly so then what happens uh from there um and just to kind of fast forward is, you know, California is where I was at for a lot of this. Um, and L.A. Um, is a huge, huge kind of um, basically. Uh, Whatever you want to get, you could probably get there. Every. Um, yeah, pretty much everything funnels through that area. Now, mm -hmm. it comes through the border all over. Right, it does come through Texas, um, just the same. But in LA, um, it was kind of just this different ball game of uh, what was coming through um, at, at the time. Okay, so um, when you look at, you know, what has happened from that point of it being kind of sporadic and growing and growing and growing, just for context and reference, like when I was going to rehabs. Nobody was showing up saying, I'm addicted to fentanyl. Yeah. It was, I'm a junkie. Um, I'm a heroin addict, right? And then half the time, you didn't even know what was, you know, what was in it. Kind of, yeah. And then, you know, what we'd see a lot of, and we still do, is people relapse um, and they they overdose because their tolerance is no longer there. And then you don't know how much fentanyl or what's in it. It's not like... Is there a way to... It's not like you're doing heroin anymore. Yeah. Is there a way to, um, like, once you when you get your supply, like, test it in a way since that? So now they are, uh, they have these fentanyl testing strips, yeah. right? Um, but the thing is, like, we've seen, and, and just to, to fast forward, like, fentanyl is in everything these days. It's in, it's in powder cocaine. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten a call from uh, people I know that live out of state because, their buddy just did a line of coke and all of a sudden he's not breathing and they yeah. can't figure out what's going on. And and in my mind, I know like, yeah. Hey, you need to get it Narcan or get him to a hospital. Like obviously that was cut with, you know, and that's, that's, you know, speculation, but most of the time that's, you, that's what's going on now. It's in, it's in pill. It's in everything. Did you have, um, like when you would shoot up or when you would, uh, like use, would you ever have like Narcan with you just in case? Um, no, but I, 
I was, um, I kind of had a death wish. I mean, yeah. you, you know, it wasn't like, um, I, I wasn't taking precautions. Um, sure. I wasn't like really trying to be safe about anything I was doing in life. So that's the thing. It's like, um, you know, you look at different countries um, and you look at different states, even within our own country and the culture around that, you know, they have what are called shooting galleries, you know, basically clinics you can go into and use safely, you know, clean needles, that whole bit. I was not in that type of setting ever. Yeah. Um, it was grimy motels, a bunch of strangers. Would that have um, benefited you? To a degree, do you think that would have maybe like because I feel like what happened to you? And yeah. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to change what you're. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I think happened to you is you hit the actual rock bottom, and that kind of put you over onto the other side to where you decided. You know, you you have been in and out of rehab. It's it's been what seven years now. Um, um, it's been over six. Six years. Yeah. Okay. So it's. I mean, it's definitely helped, but I'm saying, uh if you would have done it a different way where like you went to these facilities, do you think those help? Do you think it yeah. takes a certain type of person for those to help? Um, I, well, I remember the last time I needed help, um, because I actually wanted to go back to California, but I knew in the back of my mind it was cause I still wanted to use. Gotcha. Um, and more than one treatment center, uh, told my parents, like if he comes back here, he will die. Wow. Um, and part of that was how much fentanyl was there um, versus what was going on here. Now, it quickly, quickly spread and caught on uh, everywhere. Um, but it's crazy to, to look back and, and think about that. Mm. Um, but even, you know, so to speed up to, to date, um, if you look at heroin, there's really one growing season for heroin. Right. With fentanyl, it can be produced at any time with, with chemicals. Yeah. Right. And you look at the profitability, you look at, you know, being able to Way smuggle more, it, being yes. able to get it in. Um, it makes a lot more sense um, on the, the profit side. It's uh, also way more potent. Like, oh, when, yeah. Yeah. So, so extremely. So what you're seeing now is like high school kids who think they're going to take, you know, just a recreational painkiller uh in class or in the school bathroom that are dying because it's it's fentanyl yeah right um and you see all these different colored pills now um and you see it in all different forms um but the the crazy thing is that like fentanyl is the main active ingredient in it and in, in a lot of this stuff now and the rest is all filler um so it's just like crazy how it's changed from initially it, in small increments was you know making things more potent right. to where now like that is pretty much the, That's what the basis is. of all different stuff do you, do you think people are getting like more of a tolerance to it now or why how does that switch is um, it just because heroin's if, being if less you, i i mean the first of all um for if you're age, you know, 19 to 45, um, it is the number one killer above COVID, cancer, and car wrecks. Yeah. Um, so the the whole tolerance game with it, um, <laughs> I don't know that you can really 
accurately say yeah. that. Um, now, as far as like, yeah, if, if you um, look through the lens of if you've never used it or you don't know that it's even in the thing that you're using, yeah, you don't know any different. Um, now, Narcan has been huge. Yeah, um, there absolutely. are many organizations, uh, many outlets uh, educating the public. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, I was at a, uh, speaking of doctor's offices, um, I was at just my primary care the other day, and a nurse uh, that I know there was asking me about it. Um, you have people in the medical field that are just now starting to ask questions like, and that's not everybody. So I'm not well, first responders definitely have Narcan. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, uh, um, I, mean I even saw, you know, your local Jiffy Lube, your local Walmart, oh, really? like you go anywhere. Um, I, I'm not saying every single location yeah. has it, but yeah. it's behind the counter at a lot of places, um, that, you know, you might not even realize. That's good though. Cause, uh, I mean, that's a lifesaver for sure. That's just, I mean, and, and I've noticed, uh, like I try to go down that route for a little bit, the first responder route for a little bit. Um, yeah. And a lot of the sentiment behind using Narcan on patients that had overdosed was they're going to wake up pissed at you because you basically ruined, oh, yeah. ruined their high. I'll tell you, um, I, yeah, I'm guilty of, of really going off on, uh, um, first responders back then, um, because it's a, it's a blocker. So it immediately cuts off any high, um, basically, you know, it, it blocks all your receptors to it, um, so that, you know, you'll come out of, um, the process of, of essentially dying. Yep. Right. Um, but they also, they do this sternum rub thing. Yeah, and that and shit it hurts. it fucking hurts. I've had that done to me at the same time as I'm, like, coming to. It's very um, jarring. Like, I understand they'll pinch why the you shit out of you. Know, but they're saving your life. Exactly. Um, so uh, it's like uh, I, I feel for them because they're doing their job and they're doing it as best as they can. Yeah. Um, but uh, from the other side of it, you know, equation is somebody who is in a really bad spot in life. Yeah. And that might've been their last like bit. bit. uh, And and all of a sudden that's over. Now, um, the, the recent bust that just happened in in Fort Worth. Worth, Yeah. It all stemmed back from the Sinaloa cartel. Okay. Um, so it, it went from Mexico through Los Angeles uh, made its way to Fort Worth. Um, it was 125,000 pills. Wow. Um, now, That's an- just just to give you some idea of what we're talking about, um, the acquired rate of this was $800. That's only 800 bucks? Uh, no, on the street, it's $225,000. Okay, I was about to say. So, but I'm saying for eight hundred dollars, yeah, to turn that to, yeah, to, you know, to, over two hundred and twenty-five thousand. Um, so you do the math on that, yeah, it's wild, yeah. Um, so I mean, you, you we recently we had uh, a deal happening and uh, not far from here also, um, where it was a dad, um, that was basically using his, you know. Basement, uh, well, yeah, 
Um, and then there's been multiple cases of that with kids in school because um, it's just basically anywhere they can distribute. Yeah, there's a it's showing up. There's a documentary I watched, and I it, it's it's on Netflix. I cannot remember the name of it. Um, hopefully, you know, by the break, I'll I'll get you the name of it. But it is really interesting. It starts. It basically tracks where fentanyl starts. Like you know, it shows them basically producing it. Then it shows them getting it across the border. Now all these people that they're like interviewing and have using for the documentary, like. They're all blacked out. They, you know, they got the, the yeah. mask on. And then it shows, like, even the middlemen that, you know, might just take it to a stash house. And these those guys look like, you know, just normal, like, you know, middle-class people that are like, oh, you know, I need to basically, like, side hustle. You know how people, oh, you know, yeah. like, instead of ride, driving an Uber, yeah. you're just, like, taking uh, these pills or whatever to a stash house. And yeah. then someone else is picking up from that stash house, taking them somewhere, and, you know, driving them six hours to Colorado. Yeah. You know, it's just like, there's and, a, and they're making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, same with, uh, so meth and fentanyl. Um, now, exactly to your point, I think as a society, sometimes we, we, get, uh, we put this like idea in our head of what that person looks like. Right. Or who's doing this. Um, we paint this picture, and maybe that's what we, you know, the easiest way to rationalize what, you know, is going on, but the reality is, um, you know, there's college girls that oh, are yeah. trekking up the coast making serious, serious money. Yeah. Uh, it's all different demographics uh, involved. It reminds me of, okay, I've watched that documentary and then I watched another one. This has nothing to do with drugs, but I want to just like compare these two things um, because it shows how far removed that system is to the end result of what fentanyl is doing. Okay. So there's another documentary I watched where this guy goes to, um, some like cocoa farms. Uh, and I think some of them are in, in actually in Africa and it shows them working, like producing these, uh, like product to go, you know, take it to another place. They don't know what they're doing. They just know that it's profitable. Right. Uh, the cameraman and like the production crew come back and they say, Hey, do you know what you're doing? Like, do you know what's, uh, what product that you're making? And they really don't know. They're so far removed from the end product. They don't know. It's a chocolate bar. And so he gives them like the chocolate bar, you know, and they're really excited. They're like, man, that's really good. Like, um, that's cool that that's what this is. That's what this is. Yeah. But like now compare that to the documentary I'm talking about where you have people that are so embedded into the system where, you know, like they move it from one stash house to the next, or they, you know, are a hit or like a, a guy that's basically running across the border or someone, you know, they're, they're so far removed from all the overdoses, all the deaths that are right. happening to it. Right. That's the end result. That's the chocolate bar. You I, mean, I mean, it goes from the mass level that you've got basically all these different phases, right? Yeah. It's being smuggled in. And then, when you take that all the way to the street level, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's it really is crazy to to break that down and and see where it starts and then the result of that. Yeah, um, there's even um, and and I'm not going to to come here and <laughs> make like any accusations, but there are several people that point this directly to. Um, 
it is being intentionally pushed and in to disrupt our country. I, I can believe that. And I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. That has happened in the past and with our country. Like, uh, they did that in the eighties with, uh, African-American communities with marijuana and, and crack cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Crack cocaine. They, they, they've done, I mean, I think it was a different from the speculation. It's a different person or different, you know, country this time around. Last time it was our own country, but, yeah. um, you know, that's not so far removed of the conspiracy theory to not be something that's believable. It's happened here in the past. It's, yeah. it's documented. And, but this one is, uh, this one is downright just killing people. I mean, uh, it, it, yeah. The other one suppressed generations, you know, and, and, and poverty. And that is a terrible thing as well. Um, this one is, I think, the reason why uh, people are maybe paying more attention to it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's terrible. Uh, it is like it was affecting minority groups. And back then, this was right at the, the cusp or right after the civil rights movement. Um, a lot of people weren't, uh, they didn't, they didn't care. This was a different, it was a different country back then. Yeah. Now it is different now that it's, it's affecting to say it white people. And so, uh, white people are trying to take it to like, Hey, we need to pay attention to this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's affecting every demographic, every, every demographic. But, um, the other thing I just, we'll kind of wrap up this segment, but I, I feel it's so important to say is. Um, we cannot deny that, um, the experimentation with drugs, um, when we were growing up, um, and, and I mean through high school, college, like, yeah, it looks a whole lot different now, um, because of all this synthetic, uh, and the chemicals and, and, and what's being, you know, pushed out there. Um, I remember teachers in my high school that knew what I did telling me like oh that coke ain't nothing compared to back when we were you know sure um you look at what's happened now um it is really crazy to think that there's kids out there just trying something for the first time thinking it's going to be fun um it's 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 really uh it's way more potent like uh the weed back in the 80s is not as strong as the weed it is today (laughs) Same thing with all the other drugs. Yeah, uh, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll be a little bit uh, more upbeat. Uh, it's just there's important, it's to, talk important about. to touch on, and uh, we don't really have a solution for it. There's nothing that we. I mean, just kind of right now, just push it out there to let people know. Hey, I think uh, having the awareness because yeah. if you're out with your friends and all of a sudden somebody's you know turning yeah. blue, grab uh, some Narcan. You also you know make sure. I don't know how accessible the fentanyl testing is, but like. Dude, just have that with you. I mean, do some homework. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to do some agree or disagree. Um, Stick with us. All right, all right. Hi, scholars and friends. (laughs) Hey, this is my favorite segment. Well, it's one of my favorite segments. Uh, it's agree or disagree. This is where me and Tommy clash, you know, clash of the titans. We just go at it. Uh, there's a uh, prompt that we have, and uh, if we agree with it, we say we give it a gold star. Yeah. If we don't, if we disagree with the statement that's happening, we what do we see? We see me after class. Yeah, see me after class. And we're gonna uh, talk about which it. means we're gonna we're gonna kind of. 
go head to head on it. Um, yeah. Um, I sent some to B. You sent some to B. She's going to read them out loud. And uh, let's just get into it. B, do you have one for us? Uh, yes. All right. Let's okay. Do it. Um, dating apps should have weight filters. <laughs> this is the one I sent. Mm. Now, hold on. Pause. Just because I sent it doesn't mean I agree or disagree with the statement. Okay. I could either disagree or agree with it. So go. I'm going to say disagree. Um, see you after class. See, see me after class. I'm going to, I'll see you after class too, but I want to talk about it for a second. I think maybe they should have like a geo or like a, when you take the, you know, your pictures that you have taken. Be like this picture was taken back in two thousand and nine, dude. It should be verified. It should like, be verified. like dated, verified. Oh, yeah, that's, because that's it. you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell. Yep. And I'm not saying like, uh, what I'm getting at is, let's say that you saw somebody that looked a certain way. Like for example, I had more hair back in two thousand nine. Okay, same. Uh, if I you know had a picture of me with a bunch of hair and what then I showed happened? up. Yeah, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Too much. I, it's too much testosterone. That's what they say. Oh, it is. Too much cocaine. Oh, that too. I guess. Uh, I've never had that, but yeah, but, yeah. but maybe I have. Maybe I I've had one I of those they co- say Coca-Colas yeah. from the the nineteen eighties. Cool, cool. Um, anyway, uh, I think it should be verified because you're shipping out an old product, uh, and I don't want to. I'm just expired. Yeah. If it's if if it says like. It's a picture of me. Now, I do. I, when I did have dating apps, I had a picture of me that had a, uh, it was me with a black eye. Okay. But it was me from like when I was in college. And I did it because um, uh, it was an icebreaker. I had a lot of like people yeah. that would be like, hey, what, like, what happened to your what eye? What happened? Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, I probably should have taken that off if that makes sense. And, I, yeah. and the story See, behind that uh, is the the float trip story. It came, yeah, and it came across a couple different ways. Because then you got you got people that see that, and they're like, this guy thinks he's such a badass. Yeah, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. And then you got other people that are like, this dude cannot fight. Yeah. Uh, and then you got people that are just curious. Yeah. Um, so I agree. You know what? I think AI might step in with dating apps to that feature with photos that it's like date verified. Yeah. Um, I, I have, have had it happen. I've had it happen. I haven't. Um, uh, actually, once. I have had it happen once. You know uh, what? Just the topic alone makes me so thankful that I don't have to be on. Oh, uh, oh! Uh, I'm so geez, serious. Bees is throwing up over there. But yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm with you. I don't. Do you? What? What are your thoughts? Um, they do have the height thing on there, but I don't. Uh, honestly, what if I, you just had to get? In order to have a dating app, you need to have a physical from a doctor the, from a doctor from the past. Three years. Let me, like, I want to know what I'm working with. Yeah, that could work. But, uh, but maybe. Are you pre diabetic? Here's, (laughs) yeah. Here's what I would say I don't think a weight filter, sure. But, okay, I would be okay with that kind of stuff if it was like, yeah, you had a physical, okay, or whatever. It was verified and it was like, okay, now I'm actually like, okay, so for me, I'm 5'11, 5'10 and a half, whatever it is. I don't really, it changes. I think it's depends on whatever. Uh, I put that in. It's verified. You know, I say like eye color, hair color, weight, whatever. But then 
if somebody wants to do it on the back end and say, I don't want to, I don't want to date anybody that's this skinny or this, you know, overweight, whatever, and they do it, but yeah. I don't want to have to have that on my Man, profile. You gets, know what I mean? It gets, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, tricky, tricky. Dude, that's you know tricky. what? Uh, but then you got people like, dude, I'm, I'm, I've recently found out I'm 5'8. Uh, what? He had his shoes on when he, got I did not. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I'll tell you though, I would just leave my height off uh, if I could. Yeah. Because people go on the filters and, you know, all the little. I'm right at the thing where, you know, all the little chicas. You always hear the, the meme about six foot. Yeah, all the chicas are like, uh, he's got to be above six, six foot. foot. Then I ain't talking to him. Well, and I'm know, like, you're missing out. Yeah, that's okay with me. I'm a short king. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually average king, but. Six foot, I understand. Okay, it's like that. Just like it's the gold standard. Okay, and then you got the six one, the six two. I'm the shortest in my family. Okay, so I could. I'll just put that. Yeah, me I'll put. T- me if, too. Yeah. Like if I ever had to have a uh, app again, I would just say uh, I'm the shortest in my family. Okay, <laughs> like I have good genes. Yeah, good genes. All right, agree or disagree? What's the next one we got? Um, Morgan Wallen was too drunk to perform. I don't know the date of that Ooh. concert. Oh. So this one was yours, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why are you acting shocked? Yeah. No, I, uh, ooh, boy. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I recently, well, you answer and then I'll. I, uh, I agree. I mean, I'm going to give it a gold star. Uh, he's too drunk? I think he's too drunk. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, I'm going to say see me after class. All right. Um, here's the thing. I saw the videos that you saw too. I saw the security guard saying, oh, that's bull crap. He was, you know, too drunk, you know. And then it came out in articles, two girls and him in an ambulance left, you know. Do I agree with how it was done? Not at all. Um, But do I think that he would have canceled multiple shows after if it was just that no based on how much money what if he was talking about well that could happen dude i've done that yeah i i have had to walk off a stage in the middle of playing because i was too drunk my uh my favorite artist uh basically should have canceled his he he did later frank ocean i love frank ocean okay uh i didn't i never watched any of the coachella sets or whatever i kept on seeing the same uh Blackpink, like intro, but uh, I heard Frank Ocean basically fumbled the bag at, at Coachella. Like yeah, he, I've been hearing that. Like he had yeah. a DJ come out. I he also like, heard that he lip synced a lot. <laughs> I did hear, and I'm a, I could be wrong about this, so take this with a grain of salt. I saw one of my favorite songs him sing "Godspeed." It's a really like beautiful oh, song. I love that song. And I heard him sing it, and like just that alone. If I just heard that live, like it would, and and uh, that's what the, it was recorded. They, they and all the audience was like, "Man, I would have died to hear that." And I'm such a big fan that I would have loved that. Now he's a little pretentious, like. He was talking about how he and he doubled down and he was like, I, uh, you know, I, I went a little bit too far with my artistic uh, creativity and, you know, like shouldn't have. And it's just like, dude, no, you just kind of had a shitty show. Yeah. And uh, and he, he was talking a lot of the show, but apparently he came back the second weekend and did a good job. But I thought I heard Blink-182 did it. So I don't. Mm. The, what I'm getting at is uh, 
he got too embarrassed and he, he has canceled. He he's, yeah. He's like he tried to save face by canceling more. To, yeah, I and see, he's I done see. that. In the he's done that in the past yeah. too. He cancels a lot of his shows. Like yeah, I I want to say this is um, I I've been able to be around um, a certain caliber uh, on the road. Now I've never been in that spotlight i've never felt that pressure i've never had millions of dollars every show on the line like yeah i can't speak on that but what i can say is having been around it quite a bit um you gotta you gotta keep in mind it's a business yeah um so to cancel multiple shows after that um over your own pride and ego I don't see it happening just based on how many moving parts there are yeah. besides just you. Maybe because you're, you're fucking your entire crew. Sure. Go ahead. I wanted to say, did y'all hear that that security guard got fired? I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. And there was like allegations that he was just trying to talk to women. That security guard. Mm -hmm. Talk about a power trip. Um, like, Okay. So, again, that perspective of information, he's like, I got cameras on me. Uh, and I have a security thing on, so I look official. Yeah. And I'm 100% believable. It's like, same thing, you see that um, with people that are around different scenes of celebrities, um, whether it be actors, actresses. Um, I mean, hell, ex-wives, of celebrity, I mean, you, we see this a lot, but we see it through the media's eyes. Yeah. And these days, there's phones everywhere. Yeah. Um. So all of a sudden, like, it's like you've got every news channel in, in town on you, but you've just got a couple. I've seen the same super fans with phones out. Exactly. I've seen the same wreck on TikTok from four different perspectives. A hit and run. Mm. I've seen it from, and it's just like, and it adds to the story, like. There's little things that you don't get out of other, you know, one of them was like the girl was running away from the, the scene of the crime and this girl was like, hey, get in the car, I'll get, I'll get you out of here. And she's like, and she like turns around and starts running back and she's like, no, fuck you, I was kidding, bitch. Like, get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, I saw that, yeah. yeah. And then you have like the perspective of somebody up in a dentist office filming the whole thing and then you get the, you know, and it's just like, yeah. you don't have, always have the, the Dude, stuff I'll in the story. You, yeah. But what I would say is I, from like a, 3,000 foot view of this situation. Uh, I it wouldn't put me, I, I, I've, I would think that he might, might've gotten too drunk because. Okay. But here's my thing. Uh, I love him. Um, everybody, everybody knows his, he know, sings about whiskey a lot. It's like whiskey's uh, like in the name of so many of his songs. Uh, people were ripping on that. Like yeah. somebody actually came oh, out and they? said, Oh, y'all get mad when he actually lives his songs out. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I'm not the um, biggest fan of the guy, uh, but I so, I do know that about him. Can we say that maybe deciding or announcing five minutes before he goes yeah, yeah, on no, is like totally, crazy. totally yeah, fucked, it. totally fucked? Because um, here's the thing: when Luke Combs genuinely lost his voice, oh yeah, he still went out there, he owned it, acknowledged yeah. it, and had some supporting acts help him through the show. Yeah, and he refunded it, and they gave him their money back, and still performed the show. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I, I mean, I, go look at Pure Country. Um, you know, you've got Buddy Jackson, 
uh, taking the place of uh, Dusty. Oh, I saw some things on TikTok <laughs> being like, I cut a pure country. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's, I think you have to, when you play shows like that, you have to think of your audience a lot. And I don't think he was thinking about his audience. There, mm-hmm. uh, I was supposed to go see ZZ Top uh, like why, well, a long time ago. And their bass player uh, like broke his arm or did something. And they've never played without being the trio. They've never like filled in. They've always been the trio. So they decided to cancel the show. Yeah. And uh, I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's really like... It's like, like they hey, would have had the th- our third guy come on and he didn't have a beard. And it's just like... Well, it's like, hey... We we care. Yeah, you re- exactly. We care exactly. And I, I don't dude, think I, in that yeah. moment. I don't think he really cared about. No, not at all. And I mean, the I'm not going to sit here and say I have sources on this because that's not true. But people that I do know, people are saying uh, <laughs> uh, said he was actually already gone um, well before this. So uh, whether that's true or not doesn't matter. The announcement you have your opening acts, your support acts perform. And then you throw it up and you have an announcement, you know, sure. at five to eight minutes before you're supposed to walk out on stage. I'm not going to name names, but I know artists that have shit their pants and still played through shows. I know artists that... You can just that, say my name if you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I'm talking headliners. Oh, okay, uh, so not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. But uh, did you shit your pants during a show too? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I was joking. But but no, I mean, I mean, people that are sick, people that are sick, yeah. that play through shows... Um, I I know countless stories of of various situations that people, um, I know I know somebody that um, had a death in the family, uh, and still played the show that night. Um, what crazy. about Katy Perry getting um, the text from her ex husband that he wants a divorce? Russell Brand? Yeah, right Was before she had to go perform, and she still performed. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I tell you what, it's uh, yeah. There's there's can, there's a lack of respect for your your. You know, you had people claiming thirteen thousand dollars. All these people <laughs> wanting their money back. Um, I say, hey, you bought the alcohol. You did X, Y, and Z. Um, but if you choose to not listen to his music uh, any longer because of that experience, um, go for it. I I'm still gonna listen to his music. Um, I'm not gonna you know. I, I'm with you. I wasn't affected by it, but super I shitty. I wasn't Let's, either. I'm not the biggest. Yeah. I don't really, I honestly don't really care for him. But yeah. that's, I mean, we just have different music days, so. Yeah, 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 we know that. Uh, I mean, last time we got a band to, together, you said, all right, but it's not country, right? I was like, no, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you got next for us? Yeah, let's do one more. Um, we might have two. I don't know. We'll see how much time we got. Baseball is a boring sport. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I do too, and it's sad because I really love baseball. <laughs> I love baseball, but it is boring. It is. It's boring to watch. It's fun to play. Here's but a, it still can get boring. One of the reasons why I brought this up is because they are making changes to baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got the shot, the pitcher shot clock. You got <laughs> the time clock. Yeah, yeah you got some of the, some other uh, changes that they're doing, and I don't think. Okay, I will say this: the people that watch baseball. I mean, I watched watch the Rangers play last night against the Yankees. They won 2-0, to zero. okay? Uh, but they've been doing shitty recently, okay? Uh, but the re- what I'm bringing up is is that uh, it's not that – the reason why viewership is down is not because baseball is not an interesting sport to watch. Like, golf is not an interesting sport to really watch, right? Mm, yeah. 
the problem is is the accessibility of being able to watch sports, uh, watch baseball in general. Like NFL, you get you know where you can watch watch games, right? You've got um, you can watch it locally for the uh, on the local channel if you want to. I mean, like we don't have YouTube TV, but YouTube TV's got all of NFL packages. You got the Red Zone back in the day, but now it's YouTube TV. The MLB, like they don't even have their packages doesn't even have all of the sports teams to be able to watch them. If you're a Braves fan, you don't get to watch the Braves. You have to you can't even watch them locally because of the different. Uh, like networks, networks and stuff like that. So it's like the accessibility is making viewership go down, and it, I think it has to do a lot with like the people are just tired of like having to find where to watch sports. Uh, you I have know I a am. million like packages subscriptions. Exactly. Yeah, and like, I mean, bro, uh, I gotta say this: um, baseball and golf are great for napping. Exactly. Um, I. I they're fun to watch. I love going to, to Rangers games. I love going I, to baseball games. I you don't. don't. I you used don't? to. Okay. I used to. Um, oh, sorry. Gold Star, by the way. It is a boring sport. Yeah, Gold well, Star. I know yeah. we said agree. Um, yeah, I, I, it was fun. Here's here's what I brought up to someone. Because uh, actually, B and I had this discussion um, in a group setting the other day. Because I was like, hey, think about it, though. When we were younger, like in high school, you know, we were mowing yards and doing side work, you know, yeah. hustling for 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 a dollar. Um, that was about the only sport we could actually go watch yeah. to buy get a, ticket. a ticket for like fifteen bucks. Yes. Yeah, so when we you, could get the bleacher seats in the outfield yeah. way or or upper deck for, you know, twelve to twenty five like bucks. You don't like going? I haven't been to the new stadium, so I I haven't it, either. It blows, yeah. y'all. Does it? This is like it's definitely. Inside. You heard it here first. Yeah. It blows. All right. I haven't been. And there's like wasted space. You remember, like where all the food is and stuff. I feel like there's just wasted space. It just doesn't mm. feel. Does like, it feel like a baseball stadium? I yeah. do like. I like when the stadium is you know filled out. And it's just like everyone. I mean, the wave used to happen and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, did, back back when Pudge played. Oh yeah, he's um, my favorite baseball player. Uh, you had Rafael Palmero. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, gosh, you had. There's, we could go on and on, but yeah, and, and maybe it's because I was, like, you know, way younger, yeah. so the atmosphere and experience was lit. Yeah. Uh, these days, um, I don't really get excited to go. That's true. But dollar hot dog night. There's a. Um, I'll be there. There's some minor league teams that uh, there's the, the drillers out in uh, Tulsa area. OKC yeah. area has one. But the one that I wanted to talk about is the one that I'm sure that you've seen a lot. The, the like probably the most popular minor league team that I keep seeing all over the places. That Savannah Banana. Banana team. baby. I, yeah. Yeah. They're. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty like they they get lit out there, and I I like what they're doing to the sport. They've got different yeah. um, like if a, even if a a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. There's like different Dude, rules that they have. Um, I mean, for our Swifties out there, they were singing Taylor Swift, sure, uh, in the middle of an inning. Yeah, I mean the pitcher and like the you their, know the infield have like their they're bringing it their in. choreography dances and stuff. I think it's fun to do that. Uh, now, obviously, like you couldn't do that in the the majors, but uh see, I like stuff like that. I'll tell you, when I lived around Round Rock, um, like that, yeah, I agree. I'd go watch, I'd go watch minor league baseball yeah. all day. It was way more fun. And then you got, um, 
you know, an, an organization like uh, like this event. The cats, the cats have Fort Worth uh, cats. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen a game. Actually, one of my buddies, uh, he's he's passed away now, but he uh, was gonna play for the cats, and I was like so excited because I I have like so, you know like I told I've told you I like memorabilia of like minor league teams. Yeah, I do. I don't know why, but the cats have like, some cool logos back in the day, and you can get them pretty cheap. So um, let's do one more. I think we got time for one more. Okay, let's see. Um, over crispy bacon isn't the best bacon. That's yours? I don't know this one. I don't claim this energy. <laughs> over crispy? No, I'm with you. Um, uh, wait, is the best bacon? Isn't. Is oh, it's not. It's not. not. Yeah. I'll give it a gold star. Yeah, gold star. Um, dude, what? Uh, what it's, do you got? It's not the best bacon. I don't crispy? like over crispy bacon. I like to crunch it like a chip. Jeez. Y'all like come on. Really? bacon? You like it. Oh man. I like uh actually like we're I, I like chewy bacon a lot. <laughs> I gotta go, y'all. All right. We're about to leave anyway, but yeah. uh yeah. Um the it's recently been- I had the experience of someone um putting bacon on a sandwich. Um, at a local establishment. Okay. And it was, it took away, and I, I can't believe I'm saying that bacon doesn't ever take away from anything, but it was like, I'm by the you. way, dude, did you see there was a bacon truck that blew up not too long ago? So much grease, baby. No, I didn't see it. Wild. Um, it's because they're like, undercooking their bacon. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a eighteen wheeler full they, of bacon. Uh, I had a burger the other day at a local establishment, not naming names, and it had a it was a fr- it had fried bacon, and I was like, "This is gonna be good." Like, but they, it was that was the worst part of the the of the burger. Uh, it was just like it was like eating air. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta. I, I understand if you want a little bit of like the. The texture, you want to be able to have like a little bit of a crunch. That's okay with me. Like I said, I'm a, I'm okay with some crispy to, bacon, but I want to be able be, to get my teeth into it. Yeah, me too. And be able to pull a little. Yeah. Because if you if you get them daggers in and it's chipping away already. Yeah. Mm. Now, if you want that that like crispy, go go eat beef jerky. Like, yeah, get you some bacon bits. Yeah, uh, get you some beef. Those aren't. Yeah. Like beef, chips, though. Okay, beef jerky well, is supposed um, to be that type of beef consistency. Jerky. Beef jerky. I have. Um, I do have a bone to pick with. Like, I do love beef jerky, and I, it's not necessarily great beef jerky, but like the uh, what am Jack Links, like that kind of shit. Like that's you're not a Jack real, Links fan. No, I mean, I, I'll eat it, but that's not. That's I'm not cons- learning about y'all today. Uh, we what eat I'm, a lot of Slim Jims in this house. Uh, well, see, that's not necessarily beef. That's jerky. That's not beef jerky, and oh, neither okay. is the Jack Links. Neither is like the. Uh, I can't think of some of the other ones that I like, but uh, I'll get you some good beef. The jerky. local ones, the ones that you when you go to the gas station and they've got like I'll get you some good beef. Jerky. A stenciled picture of some some old man, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's like the good beef jerky where it's like real crunchy. That's made correctly. Um, I'll eat all of it, but uh, I'm just that's I'm throwing that out there. If I you think look, our if you, like definition of crunch is wildly different. Subjective. Um, yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I, I I think part of it too is the flavor game. Uh, you lose yes. flavor when you you let it go too long. Yeah. Um. So you gotta let the juices keep flowing. Yeah. Keep the fat on it before you. It burn can it be off. crispy. It can be a little crunchy, but uh, I do want it to be 
Like it can't be a flat piece of bacon. It's got to have some curls to it. Which does that make sense? Yeah. You see, yeah. you, you yeah. picture it in your head. Oh man. Yeah. All right. With that, with that image, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave again. <laughs> what do I? We're gonna say get out of here. Um, um, Tommy, where can we find? Where can they? Where can the scholars find us? Yeah. Where are we? We're everywhere you are. So, um, you can find us at Post Tomte. I was gonna say we're in your hearts, your hearts, your minds, your your souls, for that yeah. matter. Uh, it's at Post Hump Day, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we've got some special projects in the works. Um, and we've also got some stickers and merch uh, that'll be rolling out here before too long. Oh, get it while you can. Uh, so go find us, follow us. We appreciate you. And we'll see you on the other side.